This is Dojo Live, Tech Without Borders, stories that bring us together. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Dojo Live. This is Tulio Sergusa. I'm broadcasting from Southern California, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Kim Lantis in Hermosillo, Mexico. Hi, Kim. Welcome back. And, of course, we have our guest, Walt Cox with Move Financial. He is joining us just north of San Francisco. Hi, Walt. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tulio. Hi, Kim. California is in the house today representing today. So here we go. Uh, so uh, let's go right into it. Let's get to know you a little bit. While well, we're looking forward to the topic today, we're talking about yeah. banking and specifically uh, payments within banking uh, and data. It's going to be an interesting conversation. But before we go into the topic, let's get to know you a little bit. Walt, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah. Uh, first, thanks for having me on. I'm very happy to be here. And um, I was born and raised in Northern California, so heart of wine country. Um, I think we've got 900 wineries around us. Um, and, uh, you know, the area I grew up in was a combination of um, agriculture and uh, high tech. Um, and, you know, being 40 minutes from San Francisco, very much grew up in the dot com bubble and uh, just a lot of excitement and energy around technology. I, was building a spreadsheet at eight years old and, uh, you know, planning out how to uh, just finance uh, different projects I had uh, all on top of my Apple II uh, that was a hand-me-down and um, met my wife uh, in high school. We're high school sweethearts. We both went to the junior college and ultimately to UC Davis. Um, I had a chance to really experience um software uh, in, in college. That's where I joined a startup, um, primarily building uh, school applications uh, at a web at a web service layer. So hosted applications all built in HTML5 and CSS. Um, we had a, tim, a team in, in Bangalore. So I was up midnight running sprints <laughs> with uh, developers in India. Uh, it was amazing. Um, I would wake up at five, go through my classes, get out by noon, go to the office and just work on software development. And uh, I fell in love with it. I think um, the power of, you know, software can't be overstated right now, but back in 2011, um, it still felt pretty, pretty early on. Um, I graduated and a friend of mine um, was moving up at M Foundry and said, you gotta come join this thing. Banks need help with mobile banking. That sounded amazing. I jumped in and very quickly found I'm not a great software salesman uh, for lots of reasons. I'm much better at uh, thinking through what are the um, you know what are the problems we're solving. Software does some things extraordinarily well. Um, software doesn't do other things very well. And so I got pulled into running uh, and helping run a strategic alliances group for a banking platform that was M Foundry that ultimately sold to FIS in 2013, where I then became head of emerging products and their digital group. Um, just a crazy fun job. Um, so imagine you've got several thousand 
financial institutions who are customers who are great. Banks are um, pretty underrated in the fintech space um, because they're complex and they have hard jobs and they're curmudgeonly. <laughs> and uh, now imagine, you know, they come to you with problems that could be solved in mobile banking or digital banking. Um, how would you go about doing that if your budget is zero and your resources are nothing? And so we came up with really interesting solutions like appointment scheduling, financial calculators, in-app interstitial advertising that we didn't have to sell the whole market on, but we could sell one customer on. And then that would prove the use case. And that was really fun um, because it gave me a window into banking that I, I don't, number one, I don't think I could find anywhere else, but number two, it really exposed kind of the big enterprise challenges out there, which is Tulio has this division. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about when it comes to online banking. Kim runs consumer lending. Those two don't talk to each other. So when you want to try and bridge that gap, God bless, good luck to you. Very difficult. Um, and so I just had this incredible experience um, that really made me excited to jump into a bank. So I had an opportunity to run payments for uh, a $5 billion credit union, Northern California called Redwood Credit Union. Um, you know, it was really fascinating hiring process because I walked in going, I know who your core provider is. I know who your mobile banking provider is. I know the systems and services you use. I don't trust you that you say you can execute well on the things you claim to. And so I was like this, you know, young, thinking of myself, like I was this really hotshot, smart guy. When in reality, like they, you know, they're getting an ROA of, you know, over 2%. <laughs> they know banking inside and out. They don't need anyone to tell them how to do anything because they're crushing it in every possible banking metric. I actually was there to learn. I was there to learn how to run a team. I was there to learn how banking actually worked. What's a deposit account? What's FFIC insurance? Um, how do you actually orchestrate multiple divisions to work on a project that actually benefits the vision of the credit union, not necessarily the credit union right now, which is painful and it hurts and we're going to have a lot of heartache and yelling and Walt's going to get <laughs> lots of angry emails. And, uh, you know, so, so it was really, um, again, amazing opportunity to step into a financial sounds institution. Like, sounds Sorry, like an amazing, sounds like an amazing journey so far. So take us how you yeah. end up with move, uh, move financial. And yeah, what, so, uh, so moves like two steps from, from RCU. So, um, you know, so the credit union was awesome. I got recruited to join a company called rapid and, um, you know, happy to talk about rapid. It's, it's still an amazing company. I love, I love what Arik and, and the team is building. Um, ultimately, you know, as you scale a startup, I went from the 16th employee to the, I think they're up to 230, maybe more now it becomes a very different company. Um, and you know, I found and discovered move probably about um, 20 months ago now. So I was a product manager inside of a, um, you know, unicorn. It's a, it's a dream. If you're in a FinTech space, you, you know, you want to be on that CB insights list, you know, like please Anon, like know who I am, uh, you know, know who the company I'm working for. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were, and, and Arik was speaking on stage, but you still got to move money in the U S and the only way you move money in the U S is on ACH. And so, you know, I had this real like classic problem in the, in the financial services space, which is buyer build 
in ACH processing, right? Either you're going to pick up a third-party sender uh, and, and, you know, do what you can with either what your bank gives you uh, as a sponsor bank, or you, you, you know, you grab a, a, an off the shelf software service. Um, for some reason I felt, uh, you know, we had to build something. I was, I was very keen on like, let's do this ourselves. This is core of our value proposition. We can move money. We can, we can do this. And I took to GitHub and I took to Google search and I'm like, where can I get, there's gotta be an open source framework for ACH. Like ACH has been moving money for 40 years, right? There's like, there is no way this doesn't exist already. Someone's built it. I stumbled into Move, and Move, you know, completely like blew me away when I pulled down the Go library and I started like sharing it with my Israeli developer. Like, hey, this this is already done. Like, look how much work this saved us, right? We have a command line function. We can read write Nacha files. Like, boom, we're in business. And you know, a senior software engineer came back and was like, yeah, but it's open source. We really can't. And I think he was right in hindsight. We really can't ask our customers in good conscience to pay us for something that's open source. Like that doesn't quite fit. And so we took to this path of like building it ourselves and we took a year to do it. And I launched it <laughs> at the beginning of this year. I, I passed a, you know, a notch audit um, with it and, and it was crazy painful. It's, it's hard to build ACH well from scratch. And so that's, that's how I landed and, and really came to find out about Move. And uh, really, it started as, as a product manager, right? And having to build something. So. so let's talk about today. The topic that you specifically chose to talk about is demystifying banking infrastructure yeah. from payment standards yeah. to data models. And the question is, can transparency in banking drive meaningful shifts in financial behaviors? And so as we're moving into move, no pun intended, uh, what I'd like to talk about first is what's different about move, specifically that word transparency. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the name move to get us started, because I can see some double meaning here. I mean, obviously move quickly, you know, ever changing, but it inevitably makes me think of a, a cow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what is that story? What about what's behind the name of move? Yeah. So, um, I am just incredibly lucky to work. Uh, just, for just, just real quick, I have to yeah. say, Hermosillo is famous for their cattle and their cows. So oh. I'm not surprised. And also Kim is from Montana. So I'm not surprised. Awesome. The first thing she's thinking about is moo as in terms of a cow. Well, most people, anything. It does sound like, like moo, but I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, no, my, my wife's family is from Montana. So that's how all of this is interconnected. Um, there we you know, go. Fate, fates have aligned. So. No, I'm, I'm just incredibly lucky to work for Wade Arnold. Um, Wade is this insane uh, visionary in, in financial services, you know, bootstrapped Bano as a digital banking platform that he turned and sold to Jack Henry. Uh, Jack Henry still has the Bano platform that they, you know, actively market and, and sell. It's, it's a flagship digital product for the third largest core system in the U.S. It's phenomenal. And you know, Wade is a is an average, a very avid mountain uh, mountain biker, if I can call him that. Mountain cyclist. I, I don't know enough. I'm a runner, so <laughs> so sorry, Wade. Uh, if you ever hear this, uh, listening, um, he was you know on a ride. He reached this amazing point. He lives in um, in Colorado, and he actually 
he was thinking about, and you have to remember, Wade's been working on this problem for a long time. So, you know, similar to me in, in different paths, I saw ACH when I was at uh, a mobile banking company called MFoundry. We were always on the periphery. We could never actually move money. We could even we couldn't even like facilitate a bill pay transaction, but we kept running into this problem of people needing to to put money in or take money out, and that that was called external transfers at the time. Um, you know, you fast forward to to you know a couple years later, you know w- Wade is building at Billgo this amazing bill pay company, all about ACH. W- whenever you talk bill pay, that's that's ACH in and out and. Uh, he still had the same problem, which is you're still building again, again and again and again. You're building new versions of the same standard. And so, you know, what started out as, as an amazing open source project and an investment was this idea of, you know, how do we take a standard and and now give transparency to everyone on how the standard functions? You take the 600-page rulebook from Nacha. You say, this is the standard according to the rulebook. Here you go. And, you know, so he's out on this ride, sees this, you know, has this epiphany moment with the cows move and, and, you know, it all kind of comes together, M-O-O-V, move. Because, because at the end of the day, there are way too many companies. There's way too many product managers like me running around going, do I buy or build ACH? Oh, hold on, CEO, that A round you just invested, we're going to funnel a third of it into building this thing called an ACH library. And they're like, no one cares. <laughs> it's not strategic. Uh, I can't go raise a ton of money on doing, you know, another ACH library that it's, this just has to work. And so again and again and again, we hear from people, Hey, um, this isn't strategic. It just has to work. It's, it's a critical part of my business. It's not a critical differentiator. So I think t- to get to your question, like, I don't think there's much more in the cow analogy, but but it's fun. And that's the amazing part about Move's brand is that every time you go to the website or engage with Move, myself, anyone in the team, you're you're it's it's engaging. <laughs> and so you're gonna feel the expertise and the intentionality behind what we're up to. Um, particularly when you go to GitHub and see see our open source code, which is transparency. Right. So, well, let, let's break this down a little bit for those perhaps who are not in banking, right? Yeah. Let's break it down. What exactly does the product do? Yeah. Who are your clients? Uh, how do you make money? Because usually when you ask the question, how do you make money, that really d- mystifies it all, right? Yeah. You take us down that path. For those yeah. who may not know what ACH or any of these yeah. things mean, that would be awesome. So, um I mean, most people know what an ACH is, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good question. You know, even my, um, you know, my family asks the same question. We don't know what you do. <laughs> uh, we think it's something with computers. Um, so, you know, the reality today is, is, you know, the banking infrastructure in the U S moved uh, right around $56 trillion last year uh, over this thing called ACH. And as a business, um, you know, you have probably come to a point where you have you have to take revenue in and you have to be able to pay your employees. Most payments uh, taken in today, you know, can be argued or are driven in large part by uh, card processing or bill pay. Um, the other side of paying folks out all happens on payroll, um, and so you know, all payroll is driven. You know, ninety nine percent is driven through ACH today. And so what happens is, Move comes along and says, "Hey." there is an open source standard to facilitate money movement inside of a bank account. So as a business, uh, 
I can take that standard. I can do some work with a financial institution to be able to take money in to my account, which is make a payment to that account or take money out and pay out to individuals, independent contractors, others. Where Move makes money, very practically, is business come to us and they say, we love what you've done. Your GitHub libraries have been incredibly helpful because our developers were able to pull them down, use them, validate that you guys actually know what you're doing. They work, <laughs> kind of important. Um, and more importantly, we've come to the conclusion that we don't wanna be responsible for that processing. So very specifically, we have an account. We want you move financial to take money out of that account to pay folks or put money into that account as we receive payments. Now payments can be seen in a number of ways, whether it's a hosted checkout product and an invoice. Um, there's all kinds of ways to facilitate. Sorry about the noise. Why funds should land at that destination. So a good example is um, there, there are lots and lots of um, general contractors. And so there are increasingly vertical SaaS companies whose sole mission is to take and simplify the financing process for that general contractor and that uh, subcontractor. So are the funds available in an account uh, for that GC to then turn around and pay out subcontractors? Conversely, um, as a dentist, uh, you know, a dentist most likely not going out and shopping different ways to acquire payments. They're most likely showing up going, I have things I've got a book, I've got ways people can pay. That's an integrated software stack. So that provider is who Move wants to talk to, who Move talks to you today. Um, when they say, hey, this whole business of ACH processing, is there an easier, faster, simpler way, right? Um, so who's, so I'm sorry, who is the customer? The end, the dentist or the provider? It's a good question. So I will say it depends. As part of it sounds like, yeah. okay, Venmo for business, or oh, more simple. Yeah, yeah. But it always at the guys behind the Venmo. That's uh, yeah. Like it's a great question. Yeah. So, so I would say we have um, two models primarily, right? So, on the first model, it's it's very pragmatically vertical SaaS companies, right? These these are the folks that, for lack of a better word, they have a captive audience, and that audience is either um, to go back to the general contractors and subcontractors. So the vertical SaaS company has both. Both are active users inside of the model, um, but they aren't uh, strategically focused on payment processing, meaning it's not in their wheelhouse to go allocate all their engineers to just make ACH work, right? And more importantly, they need more than ACH. They need wires, they need ACH processing, they need check processing. And so how do I take on money facilitation when I'm not regulated to do so I don't have a sponsor financial institution who will help enable that. I can't stand up against an audit or the regulators coming in. Um, but, you know, very practical, important things to initiate money transmission between multiple parties. So to answer your question, Tulio, vertical SaaS, and um, you know, we have the the first customer we signed and, and launched um, was really someone who just had a challenge being on a very large incumbent provider. Um, where that provider had them pinned at a maximum they weren't willing to change. So, so to said differently, lots of independent contractors that need to get paid out. 
easy to pay in small dollars. The moment it hits this maximum that the provider has an artificial and not willing to change that maximum, this person was reverting back to writing checks, right? So <laughs> they came right. to us and said, listen, this doesn't work for our business. And more importantly, can you help us generate 1099s for the IRS all in the same platform? So it goes back to GitHub, right? It goes back to the open source model to the transparency. If, if you can go to github.com and you see the 30 active projects we're running and you can say, interesting, these guys can do ACH in and out, wires, check processing, Okay, now they're doing something with IRS and 1099 submission. Now they're doing something with Metro 2 files. I don't even know what a Metro 2 file is. What are these guys doing? Um, you start to put together these programs that, that segments of customers get really excited about. Not all customers because it's about making the right you know, product fit for these pieces of technology. And that's, that's really where people pass is we're going to build a program that is unique to that vertical. So you're facilitating the money transactions between um, a provide providers, right? So let's mm -hmm. say I'm a procurement software company, mm -hmm. and I have a bunch of vendors that you can gain access to, and you're a facilities mm -hmm. management uh, individual, and you can purchase something directly without using a credit card or without doing mm -hmm. a wire, mm -hmm. and you're facilitating that transaction mm -hmm. in a way that's seamless and fast and, mm -hmm. and Okay, great. So, um, so it sounds it sounds you're basically a, a clearing network of money, right? That's that's more of a private versus the traditional ACH model where you're using the bank to clear the money. You become a third party solution that's more of a private ACH clearing for no, 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 no. Okay. So this is a good, really good question because this is actually more. Um, you know, one payments geek speaking to another payments geek, which is we're not facilitating our own ledger that sits outside of the clearinghouse, right? This is like super important stuff. I apologize to the three people on the call who actually understand what we're talking about and everyone else who doesn't, but you know, <laughs> the ledger is a function of the regulated and licensed institution, meaning we're not a bank. And so the only way I got to be careful with this. The, the way that this functions and scales is entirely dependent on the licensed entity, right? So, so because I'm a former banker, I get super anxious and worked up about, well, who holds the risk? Why? How is this audited? Um, what's the, what's the compliance? What's the, what's the GRC, the, the government, you know, the governance risk and compliance program. Like I get, I start getting spun out on the, the different, you know, reg E, reg D, like, why, how is all this functioning? So that if I put it in front of a sponsor financial institution, Move has Move has one and, and another, they've signed off on it. The lawyers have signed off on it. Now the regulator has signed off on it. Okay, we're ready to we're ready to go. Now let's sell it. Right. Like I am not a fan of um <laughs> uh selling things that aren't blessed in that order, right? Bank, regulator, uh lawyers. Okay, now let's go. Let's go do it. Got it. So I th again, at the risk of oversimplifying, you're sort of being the concierge to a what is otherwise an open source solution. Yeah, that's a really Very good way to say it. That's a really good way. Yeah. You know, our one of our co-founders likes to use the example of Home Depot. We're going to, you know, you can go down the aisles and everything's free. Look, this is where I do OFAC sanction screening checking. Free. Awesome. This is where I do ACH in and out. Free. 
they get to the checkout, it's free. They walk out, they get home. They're like, okay, now I got to build this house. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I just want to live in the house. Awesome. Come talk to us. You know, we're ready to, ready to build the house for you. So nice. Nice. So well, what is this shift? Ahead, the, the tagline that you chose today is driving that meaningful shift, which is directly re related to the fact that you're open source. Yeah. So why is that the direction that financial institutions and behaviors should be moving? What's the benefit yeah. and is that the future? Uh, that's a great question. So, um, so at the risk of, you know, segmenting banks out for a second, because I, I think banks have a tremendously important part to play, but I, I want to like take a step back and open it more broadly, which is if these, if we're not spending all of our time rebuilding the same things, what could we be spending our time doing? Right. So like, um, w one of the, you know, one of my favorite examples of this with move is, you know, there's a 24 year old, uh, engineer inside of a top five financial institution who had like a very simple use case, take these 5 trillion transactions test them through ACH to see what comes out. Cause we're, you're building a machine learning algorithm and you're going to learn about what exceptions happen with massive, you know, with, with a massive sample size. So your, your model is going to get attenuated very well to what it needs to find with that amount of transaction data. Um, great. How do I test ACH? You don't, <laughs> there's nothing, the Fed doesn't give you a test harness. You're not going to get it from your sponsor bank. Go figure it out. And he's like, uh, okay. So he goes to GitHub. He pulls down Move. He runs 5 trillion transactions through it. Everyone at Move like celebrates because we get 1,500 edge cases out of it. Like, look, they found the addenda record we weren't supporting like we should yet. <laughs> Let's go fix it. Okay, awesome, right? Like, we have one of the most hardened ACH libraries not because I said so, who cares what I think, but because 5 trillion transactions have ran through it from a top five bank, not because they were running and processing ACH, because they were teaching a machine learning model. Like that's super interesting because if you can have technology doing what it does well, the people who were previously working Excel exception reports can now do other things inside the bank. They, they can actually be, I would argue more productive um, and their time better spent than why this entry is accepting out because of this piece that's missing in the file header. And no, 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 that's not a good use of a person's time. So Walt, uh, we're coming up on time, but at the yeah. risk of getting dangerous here a little bit, well, here's what I'm hearing, right? I think of transparency in financial transactions, what comes to mind is Bitcoin and blockchain, which is the yes. promise to provide transparency where you can mine this information. Everything is, the ledger is constantly, is accessible. There's no hidden stuff going on, right? It sounds to me that what you guys have, are enabling is within the confine of the traditional banking model, the ACH model, is something similar. So are you basically an alternative or competing no. oh, within, God, no. the, within no, no. that environment? No. Okay. Uh, so Julio's got all the good questions today. This is awesome. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I think the transparency that blockchain offers is is very friendly for what I'm gonna call a consumer market or a consumer use case, right? Mm. I, I wanna see 
the ledger and I want to see who made money along the way for every entry. Awesome. If I'm a consumer, particularly auditing certain use cases, like I want to know how my church spends money, let's put them on the blockchain, right? right. right. They'll never get there, but let's try it. Um, no, I, I think I think what Move um, offers is, is is something a little bit unique, which in the past, I would come to you and I would say, hey, I've built this amazing thing. Yes, it rides on ACH, but no one does it as well as I do. I'm special. I'm unique. Pay me. Move is Move comes along and says, look, guys, it's a standard. You can use the standard. Anyone can use the standard. It's just the standard. It's how it works. You're going to pay me because I'm going to show you with data and machine learning and tools how you can do this faster, easier, more efficiently than anything else you've ever seen before. And that's for wires, check processing, and ACH. And all of a sudden, people's hair blows back and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sick of working exception reports. I'm sick and tired of my finance person dealing with you know, multiple GLs that never balance for whatever reason, help us, right? Like people get excited fixing dumb problems and that like we're working on dumb things that should already have like, if you ask Wade, he'll say this should already have been done 10 years ago. I don't know <laughs> why hasn't this already been done. So, well, I, I, look, it sounds like you, you're solving what's often taken for granted, but you know, the guys who are working on it every day, it's a nightmare. Those little things taken for granted is it's a living nightmare. So you're solving the little things that would otherwise be no big deal, but to the end users who actually live it every day, you make their lives easier. So and and your own, I, I, I think I get this visualization of everybody's trying to be like, my precious, you know, like yes. keeping it for themselves. Yes. And instead you're like, hey, you know, like what can we learn from you? What can you learn from us? And that's a really great example of like, hey, they pumped this into machine learning and we can benefit from this. Now we're able to use this um, in effect to get better or to even help sell ourselves. And that's part of what we're trying to do, right, with this community. And I think, to me, that's my takeaway today, is that shift toward opening us up as humanity and businesses to not have to feel like we need to hoard everything, right? Um, and if what's good for everyone is is good for me, right? And I think that's all boat rise. <laughs> Yeah, a, a, rising, a rising tide lifts all boats. I'm going to steal. That's, that's Wade's, uh, Wade's quote, so I'm going to steal it because he's absolutely right. So. Well, I love the Golem example. That is perfect. I'm definitely yeah, using that. Right. Absolutely. Well, Walt, it's been great to have you. We're up on time, but I have one final quick question. If you could squeeze it in a, a 30 seconds or so, what's the end goal? What's next for you guys? So I don't know the end goal, <laughs> TBD. I think what's next is you're going to see, um, you know, I talked, I talked a little bit about how these programs get packaged. You're going to see a few launched in these next few months. We launched payouts, I'd say three weeks ago now. Next in line is really the inverse of that, which is how do you, how do you, if you're a business just taking card payments today, how do you add a bank account on file in a secure way where you're not responsible for that data? And you can now generate an ACH debit, which is going to save you a bundle of money on every transaction if it's not going over card rails. My friends at Visa won't be super excited about that, but that's, that's really what we're up to. Um, and the other side is, what does it mean to have a ledger and what does it mean to see a balance and see that balance get effectuated by entries? And so we're doing just a tremendous amount of work around, around those two problems. And we keep getting feedback like, yeah, we need that help us. And so we're super excited about that. 
Excellent. Well, it's been great to have you with us. Uh, just stay with us as we go off the air. And I want to invite all the audience to come back. Uh, we have another show Thursday. I think we're still pending for tomorrow, but we have one Thursday, which is the social dilemma of behavior technology, utopia or dystopia. And that's with Annie Chang, who's the founder at Supercharged Labs. Um, want to just quickly remind everyone, we've added a new feature on dojo.nearsoft.com uh, where you can click on add to the calendar. So we have added that feature recently. So if you're watching and you want to kind of put a specific title on your calendar, you have the ability to do that now right on the site. And it'll remind you that that show is coming on and that guest is going to be on. So take advantage of that. It's a great way to stay tuned with what's happening next. Thanks for joining us today. And until we see you next time, everyone, please stay safe. Thank you. Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website, dojo.nearsoft.com.